Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello everyone. It is so great to be with you on another Wednesday Girl Next Door episode. A huge welcome to any new listeners that I have out there. I know that I just did a parenting seminar in Melbourne and um, it was fun. It was so fun. We did a couple of sessions and a Q&A and so many parents I know came up to me afterwards and were like, oh my gosh, they were so grateful and just um, could. I think what they appreciated was how practical it was. So if you are a listener from Melbourne and you are at that parenting seminar, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Now today on a Wednesday, if you don't know, Wednesdays is the day that I talk about anything to do with culture, leadership, what's going on in the world. Fridays are dedicated to parenting, um, but often and they both kind of walk hand in hand. Uh, if you are someone that would like to support this podcast, I know many people ask me if they can, you can do so on a platform called Buy Me A Coffee. The link is in the show notes or it's on my Instagram account. Uh, you can become a member for $5 a month, which really helps me to be able to spend a full day, if I can, of researching and podcasting uh, so I can keep bringing you more content. I had a new person that popped along to our church the other day who is a huge fan of girl next door and begged me, please do not stop podcasting. I sent it to everybody I know. It is so helpful. You are just talking about all the topics that we need to be hearing about. So I'm not going anywhere, but um, I do appreciate your guys' support. So today I, um, I was going to talk about something else, but I just couldn't get past the fact that my feed is being clog jammed with um, rainbows because, of course, we are in the month of June and June is Pride Month. And so I want to talk today about how the rainbow actually belongs to God and it always has and it always will. So I'm sure you too have noticed that it is Pride Month. I mean, how can we not? It's being forced upon us everywhere that we turn. Now, just in case you're not quite sure what Pride Month is, it happens every June. It goes for an an entire month and it's dedicated to celebrating the diversity of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and intersex community. Apparently, it is also a time to reflect on just how far civil rights have progressed in half a century and an opportunity to protest discrimination and violence. And so that's what we are going to talk about today. Now, as we all know, our phones have worked out the algorithm or they've got algorithms where a lot of the content that gets spat out to us is based on what we look at and our searches. It knows exactly what to put on our feed. I've got a really good friend who is a musician, specifically a drummer, and she was telling me, and she actually sent me a couple of pictures of how she keeps getting cymbals and drumsticks that have been tailor-made for Pride Month, covered in rainbow colors, advertised on her Instagram. I mean, have you ever seen, guys, anything that is being forced upon us all to be celebrated for so long? The only other thing I could think of 
was Christmas. Now, Christmas itself, of course, is only celebrated for a day, but there is the fact that there's always a nice long lead up to Christmas, not because of the religious symbolism, but because of the fact that businesses want to make money. And so there's a lot of Christmas advertising really early out. But I would say even Christmas is increasingly under threat. There are many schools now that don't celebrate Christmas because they don't want to discriminate against a minority who don't celebrate it. Remember, I told you about how my youngest Ashton, who is in year 12, at the end of last year went to his deputy and said, Miss, can we please decorate the school for Christmas? Now, this very same deputy makes sure that the library has a pride display for the whole month of June. In fact, um, I must ask Ashton again, but last time I asked him, he said it actually never got taken down, but remained in the library. And when he asked if he could decorate the school for Christmas, she said no. And the reason she said no is because apparently not everybody in the school celebrates Christmas. And I said to Ashton, what you should have asked her was, uh, are you meaning to tell me that there is a majority of people in this school that aren't going to get Christmas presents on Christmas Day? I highly doubt it. So, you know, not only are schools not no longer celebrating it, there are shops that no longer display the nativity scene. I noticed a real lack of Christmas carols being played this year. I commented to a few people, have you heard Christmas carols? They're like, no, I actually haven't, which is kind of sad. And do you remember the year that Big W refused to call their trees Christmas trees, but they gave them all these fancy names like the Black Forest Tree? It was ridiculous. Thank God there was pushback. And so they reinstated the Christmas tree the following year. Now, that's all because this religious celebration might not be relevant to some. And hey, you know, got to be careful of everyone's feelings, don't we? But when it comes to pride community, that goes out the window. It doesn't matter that Pride Month might only relate to a minority, which is dark, which it does. A hundred percent of us must celebrate it and participate, not only all month long, but all year long. Or else, let me quote CNN, you'll be seen as a callous intolerance. That is what exactly CNN said if you do not celebrate Pride Month. So if we're to get this right, not celebrating Christmas is tolerant, but not celebrating Pride Month is intolerant. I'm getting a little bit sick of the hypocrisy. Do you know what else I find most interesting? That the Pride community has taken over a symbol that has great meaning to the religious community. Of course, you know that I'm talking about the rainbow, which is not only on all of the pride flags, but the rainbow is used to represent the pride community in all sorts of ways. And I'll be talking about a little bit after about uh, the example of Target and what's happened in the US. I don't think it's hit Australia and I hope it doesn't because I'm pretty sure there'll be as much pushback as what there's been with Target, but they've been putting it over all of the children's clothing. But rainbows, we all know, are a powerful symbol in Judaism and Christianity. So I really don't think it's a coincidence. What about you? Do you think it's a coincidence that the rainbow, a significant symbol for those two communities, is the very same symbol used to represent the pride community? 
that everywhere we look, when we see rainbow colors, we now think of the pride community before we think of anything else. We have been indoctrinated to associate the rainbow with a gender ideology instead of the Bible. This tells me an awful lot. They have not taken a significant Muslim symbol like the crescent and star. They're not putting that on a flag or on children's clothing or the Buddhist symbol like the lotus flower. No, what they've done, they've taken a Christian symbol. The rainbow is a really special reminder to the Christian community that never again would God destroy the world with a flood. It's a symbol to us that God will always keep the environment stable. It's a promise between God and his people. Now, I don't know if you know this, but this came across my table this week and I had to tell you guys, I did not know that this was known or called the Noahic Covenant. Of course, that comes from the name Noah, N-O-A-H-I-C, the Noahic Covenant, because of course, this is the story of how Noah was used by God to build the ark. Now, the rainbow, which is the very symbol of the Noahic Covenant, it has existed for thousands of years. The rainbow belongs to God. And like I said, it always has and it always will. Now, I just want to show you how far this indoctrination about the rainbow is going. I put into my Google search engine the question, what does a rainbow symbolize? I encourage you to do the same. Pop it into your Google uh, search bar and have a look at what comes up. It says, a rainbow is often a sign of hope, the beauty after the storm, a pot of gold and good fortune at the rainbow's end. For many, A rainbow carries a personal symbolic meaning. Now, at this point, you would think they would be talking about the promise of God from the story in the Bible, but oh no, they're not talking about that. Apparently, it is representing inclusivity and diversity. Now, when we hear those two words, we know exactly what they're talking about. An all-embracing image of love and friendship. Really, for many, it carries a personal symbolic meaning of inclusivity, diversity, love and friendship. Google, it seems, is also indoctrinating us. Just a minute ago, that search engine would have said that for many, the rainbow represents God's promise that never again would he flood the earth, would he destroy the world by flooding the earth. Now, I kept scrolling down when I did that, put that question into my search bar. I could not find one article or one little bit of information that connected the rainbow to the Bible. Now, when you think about it, Pride Month only started here in Australia in 2016. Do you know of any other movement that was started a mere seven years ago that has garnered so much attention and been given an entire month? A movement that has taken a symbol and changed its meaning and made it their own in such a short time. This has been a joint concerted effort. Why do you think an ideology has to attack, hijack, and oppose Christianity, Judaism, and God. Well, usually we only attack that which is our greatest threat. A symbol that once meant, and still does, a promise from God is now a symbol of sex. Now, if you say to me, oh, Renee, come on, that's a little bit too far. 
No, 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 no. That is exactly what it is. The original pride flag was created in 1977 and it had eight colors in it. And the only reason that two of the colors were dropped is because one of them, they couldn't find the material, enough of that color material. And then they decided, well, we're going to drop um, another one just to make it easier to display. So the original flag, let me tell you the colors. The top color was hot pink and that hot pink symbolized sex. That is the one that they dropped only because they found pink too hard of a material to get. Red meant life, orange means healing, yellow means sunlight, green means nature, turquoise means magic and art, indigo means serenity, and the violet uh, means the spirit of the LGBTQ people. Interestingly, I've been seeing articles lately where the LGBTQ the LGB community, they actually want to be separated from all of this. A lot of them do not agree with what's going on. I've been seeing quite a few things coming up on my Instagram where there are gay individuals who are saying they do not stand for what this pride community is standing for. And they actually want the LGBTQ to be separated. They want to take back the LGB part and leave the TQ on their own. So, I want you to do something else. Get your phone out again. Now, I've done this before when I got you to go to the emoji search bar and to look up the word man and woman and to see what comes up. Now, if we do the same thing around this whole pride uh, community, if you type in the word pride, really no emoji should come up. I mean, what, what, how can you, you know, how can you um, put a picture, an animation to the word pride? Well, yet again, They've taken a word, which is the opposite of humility, and they've managed to turn it into something else. Now, when you type in the word pride into your emoji bar, the first thing that comes up is a rainbow flag. Now type in the word flag. Now, the first thing that comes up in mine is some sort of flag I don't even recognize. The second thing that comes up is, guess what? A rainbow flag, not an Australian flag, even though uh, my phone knows where I live, not an Australian flag, a rainbow flag. Now, this gets more disturbing. Type in the word rainbow. The first thing that comes up on my phone, yes, it is a rainbow. Awesome. Guess what the second thing is? It's a unicorn with a rainbow horn. I've never noticed this before. So I wondered, what the heck does that represent? If I type in the word rainbow, why am I getting a unicorn with a rainbow horn? I looked it up. The first thing Google took me to was the actual emoji website themselves. So this is coming from them. That unicorn, that's no longer a magical creature that children, well, again, hello, we're aiming this at children, right? My, I had a niece who used to be obsessed with unicorns and no matter whether it was her birthday, Christmas for years, if we bought her anything with a unicorn, she just was so happy. Do you know what that unicorn means with the rainbow horn? It refers to a bisexual woman who sleeps with heterosexual couples. This is disgusting. Now type in the word Bible. I was so surprised at this because not so long ago when I typed the word Bible in my emoji search bar, I would get a little picture of a Bible. Now, no result. What the heck? Honestly, you know, adults can do what they want, believe what they want, but I'm telling you right now, our children, they are off limits. Now, if you're not a Christian, 
I can understand that you do not want to be Bible bashed, right? I get it. I totally understand that. That's called proselytizing. But why then is it okay for the pride community to do exactly that, pride bashing us, right? Like proselytizing to us. They don't play by their own rules. And who are they to take away the significance of the Bible, to change the meaning, to hijack the meaning of the rainbow when it actually means something really precious and significant to a great many of us? To children in the Christian or Jewish communities, the rainbow means hope and love and God's promise. They know the story of Noah and the ark. It reminds them of the flood and how God saved the world and gave us a promise. And every time we see a rainbow in in the sky, it's a reminder of that. But the rainbow is now being put on a lot of children's clothing and in books and in the education system. And I could list a whole heap more. But the rainbow for children, it now no longer means something so beautiful and innocent. Instead, it means sex and sex with whoever you like. It means you can choose your pronouns. It means you can choose your gender. It's a welcome invitation to change your gender or maybe not even identify with a gender at all. It's a welcome invitation to take puberty blockers and hormone therapy. That is exactly the message of the rainbow now. And in this society, those who are meant to be protecting our children, like the government and the education departments, are the very ones condoning it and signing off on it. The pride community have proselytized so hard that many mainstream companies are joining in and now doing so for an entire month. It's also, by the way, the worst case of appropriation that I've ever seen. What is appropriation? We all know what it is. It's the act of taking something like an idea or a custom or a style from a group or a culture that you are not a member of and using it yourself. So examples of appropriation are cultural appropriation, where sport teams uh, might use, say, for example, the Native American tribal names or images as mascots or dressing up as an Indian with tribal headgear for a party or um, wearing your hair in cornrows, which Kim Kardashian got in trouble for because that's a traditionally black hairstyle. So it's the act of taking something, taking a custom, an idea, a, you know, a style, a dress style and using it for something else. That's called appropriation. Now, there is another form of appropriation known as religious appropriation. This is the borrowing from religious doctrines. This is exactly what the pride community has done. They've taken the idea of a rainbow as a symbol from the Christian community and they've used it for themselves. Now, we are told that it is wrong to appropriate, but they have done that very thing with the rainbow. I think it's time that we took the rainbow back, that we be reminded that the rainbow is the symbol, not of the pride community, but of the Noahic covenant. Now, while we're at it, let's look at the word pride. Pride is also the antithesis, the opposite of how the Bible tells us to live. The Bible says that God resists the proud and he gives grace and lifts up the humble. Also, while we're at it, why do many in the transgender community feel the need to be so loud and proud about their sexuality? I do not see 
any of the men I know parading down the street in their underwear to let everyone know how proud they are to be men. That would be inappropriate. I don't see them demanding a flag just for them and waving that flag around. They're not given an entire month to celebrate being men and being heterosexual. We all know that that would be ridiculous. I don't see women parading down the street in their underwear to let everyone know how proud they are to be women. That would be inappropriate. I also don't see them demanding a flag to celebrate them and waving the flag around. They're not given an entire month to celebrate being women. Everyone knows that any of that would be ridiculous. I don't see businesses tying themselves in knots to virtue signal, which is exactly what it is to the world about being inclusive of men. I don't see businesses tying themselves in knots to virtue signal to the world about how inclusive they are of women. I actually can't believe that these messages are being sent directly to our children through picture books, through education curriculum. Our government are signing off on this content. Now, I'm sure you've heard about Target in the US. And by the way, it's hitting up our teenagers too. I'm going to play to you Harry Styles' new song in just a moment. I just literally could not believe what I just saw just today. But let's talk for a second about Target in the US and how their stocks are actually plummeting and hundreds of thousands are boycotting them, thank the Lord, because of the pride trans messaging on their clothing from newborn babies through to teenagers. So good on you, everyone. We need more of this. It's only us that can stand to stand together and say, enough is enough. Their appropriation is inappropriate, and it's time that we said no. Now, even if you aren't religious, nobody minds their child being exposed to biblical values. That's why so many non-religious families send their children to Christian schools. I would much rather my children learn about the rainbow of the Bible than the rainbow of the pride community. So let's talk for just um, the last few minutes about Harry Styles' new song. So on this Instagram reel that I saw, he, uh, he is wearing a pink and green striped glittery top and really shiny pants, and he is walking up and down the stage, draping a pride flag like in his hand across the floor. And he is singing, We're Coming Out Tonight. Let's have a listen. So just so I can explain um, what was happening there. So he's singing, we're coming out tonight, we're coming out tonight. And then he says, when this flag goes above my head, you're all going to be gay. Now, remembering that there's a lot of teenagers uh, and young people that are in that room. And then he starts teasing with the flag. So he's running with the flag across the ground. And that's when you can hear the whoa, and he gives it a flick. And then he goes back the other way, whoa, it gives it a flick. And, and then he goes over to the saxophone 
And he says, come on. And he asks for some gay sax, right? Clearly meaning gay saxophone, but we know the play on words. Now, I hope you don't have children listening, guys. Um, But then he is using the microphone. He stands next to the saxophone player using the microphone as um, a male genital, pointing it towards the sax. No doubt you know what I'm talking about. Then he comes back and he flings the flag over his head and everyone cheers because, of course, he said that when the flag goes above my head, you're all going to be gay. I don't think that's a new release song. I think that might have been from his tour last year. It just happens to have come up on Instagram now, of course, because of Pride Month. So I know he's got um, an album uh, of songs that he was releasing, Harry's House. Uh, So I'm not sure that there's an actual song that's called We're Coming Out Tonight. I don't think there is. But he obviously was just singing that in the middle of his um, concert. But let's finish on something good. Let's finish on something where we can glorify God. Um, There is a podcaster I love and listen to called Ali Stuckey. Her podcast is called Relatable. Um, She's the one where I first realized about this Noahic covenant, which I thought was just a great way to approach uh, the month of June. And so she has done a um, an actual episode on this, but also on her Instagram, she says, happy Noahic covenant month, friends, where we recognize a symbol of God's faithfulness, the rainbow. Unlike the pride flag, which only has six colors, the real rainbow has seven colors, which is the biblical number of completion and perfection. So there you go. It's a great month to double down on our spirit powered efforts to honor the Lord, speak truth, and love our neighbors. And then she says the rainbow belongs to God, always has, always will. And she does a swipe left of seven ways to glorify God this June. So I just wanted to read those to you to finish off because I thought that these were a really great idea. And it's all around the number seven because, of course, there are seven colors in the rainbow. So number one, firstly, she says, pray for your unbelieving friends. Make a list of seven friends or just people you know who don't know Christ and commit to praying for one of them each day of the week in the month of June. Great idea. Secondly, share the gospel. She said to find seven opportunities to have gospel-centered conversations with unbelievers at the grocery store, with your friends, at work, with a family member, or with a stranger that God places in your path. Thirdly, support Christian businesses. Can you find seven Christian business owners to support this month? You might have to do a little bit of seeking there, but I'm sure that we can find some here in Australia. Um, fourthly, memorize scripture, commit to memorizing seven verses or passages this month. What a great idea. Fifthly, go out of your way. So think of seven acts of kindness that you can do for your friends, for your family members, or for a stranger. It could be that you take them a meal, you buy them a coffee, offer to run an errand for a busy friend, send a message of encouragement. Number six, praise God. Start every day this month by thanking the Lord for seven ways that he's blessed you. And number seven, have fun. 
Create seven fun, phone-free experiences, I love that, with your family or friends that don't require giving money to entities that oppose our values. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. So thank you to Ali from Relatable Podcast for those seven ideas of seven ways that we can take June back for, um, instead of Pride Month, Noahic Covenant Month. So guys, thank you for joining me today. I hope that that has um, just again, you know, put front and center that we need to keep on living uh, according to our values and definitely, definitely standing up for our children and our young people. Uh, Guys, I love you very much and I look forward to being with you on Friday for Parenthood. Otherwise, I will see you next Wednesday and don't forget to click on the buy me a coffee. Thanks so much, guys. Until then, bye.